0: Welcome to the Guide in Cancer Culture podcast. This is Stephen Strang, and I created this podcast to draw attention to my new book by the same name. And as you probably know, I'm doing a lot of media, and I like to share the different interviews with you. Recently, I was on a very interesting podcast called Moms for America. And I enjoyed talking to Debbie, who is always talking to guests about how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom for their home. And Moms for America is all about encouraging, educating, and inspiring moms and in their journey of motherhood. They believe that moms are the heartbeat of the home and the hope of America. I told Deb that I would encourage people to listen to Moms for America podcast. I really enjoyed it I, I told them that how important moms are in this battle that we're in. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is, as recorded on Moms for America podcast. Be sure to check out their podcast too. I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to it on a regular basis. God bless you.
1: So, this week we are discussing God and cancel culture. That's right, God and cancel culture. You can tell this is going to be a challenging, a very insightful interview today. So mamas, you better buckle up and get ready. This is going to be incredible. So today's guest is Stephen Strang. He is the author of the book, God and Cancel Culture, Stand Strong Before It's Too Late, which was just released in September. Stephen is a best-selling author the founder uh, and CEO of Charisma Media. I know many of you moms have been, uh, know of Charisma. Uh, Stephen was voted by Time Magazine as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America. Wow, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) So we are so excited to have him as a guest today, taking time out of his schedule to chat with us about God and the cancel culture. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen.
0: Well, thank you, Debbie. It's great to be with you.
1: Oh, we, we love having guests like you because moms are so, I mean, every we say this to, to all of our moms and all of our guests, right? Everything is a mom issue. Everything is a mom issue. Um, so this is going to be really interesting for our mamas today. Can you tell us and introduce us real quick about your family? Do you have children? Are you a grandpa? What's going on in your household?
0: Well, I do have a family. I have a wonderful wife named Joy. We've been married 49 years. I know you're saying to yourself, he doesn't look 49. that old.
1: 49? <laughs> I doing am doing good.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And, and uh, we have two great sons. They're both grown, of course. I have one grandson. His name is Cohen. Aww. And he turns 12 years old this week. So, And he's a great kid. He's in uh, Christian school. My Thanks. sons are Cameron. Uh, who is the founder of Relevant Magazine and Relevant Media. Some people may know him. And my younger son, Chandler, is a musician and a businessman. So ah. I'm proud of them. My own mother is 93 years old. Uh, she's in, a, she's in a skilled nursing, which is a rest home. Um, I, have, I told her she took care of me for 18 years. I've now taken care of her for 24 years. Uh, mm-hmm. She became a widow at age 68. And of course, she was, you know, very independent at that point. And one of the things the moms can think of, in fact, uh, sometimes in a social setting, when I see a nice little family with some little kids, I'll and and it seems appropriate to joke this way. I'll say, hey, be nice to those kids. They're going to be taking care of you someday. And (laughs) and the parents look at me like, what do you mean? And, you know, when I was uh, 11 or 12 years old, in fact, I took my grandson with me to see his great grandmother once. She's on a feeding tube. She's basically uh-huh. bedridden. I go to see her twice a week. I have to take care of all of her paperwork. I am her power of attorney, I'm her yeah. surrogate, all of those kinds of things. And you just, when I was his age, I could have never envisioned myself taking care of my yeah. mother. I have a great mother. She's a, a quiet Christian lady. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they asked me on the health things. As you know, sometimes, you know, as your mother got diabetes, no, so on, so on, so forth. Has she ever smoked or drank? I said, I'm almost certain she never had a sip and she never had a puff. I mean, she was <laughs> that kind of Christian. I remember uh, her I praying, great. teaching us Bible stories, a teaching us scripture. And she's got dementia, but you know, she will quote, Psalms 91 with us, the 23rd Psalm. She put God's word in her heart. And even now that her mind is kind of leaving her, um, she still remembers that and it's oh. a comfort to us.
1: Great example, right? Nothing like your mom. Oh, God bless her. God bless you too. Taking care of her and, and just being a good son. And so nice to hear about your family. Um, sounds like you're a proud dad and proud grandpa. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh this book. Um, America's freedoms obviously are undeniably being attacked, right? Many of the conservatives, including Christians, I always say even more of the Christians are being censored, literally canceled like never before. We all see this. We all know this. Um, You decided to write a book about this culture. um, And I would say that this book is really sounding an alarm and you are challenging to wake people up. Is that what you would say is the heart of your book? I know you end And you share a lot of stories, but it sounds like you're sounding an alarm, like wake up and rise up.
0: I am. You're very perceptive. Uh, Of course, I'm not the only one to do it. No, this is my way to try to wake people up. I see a lot of Christian people are asleep at the wheel. They don't really realize what's going on. And um, it's getting really serious. It seems like it's happening at warp speed. But let's be realistic. This has been going on a long time. In fact, I think it really started in the 20s. Um, It's really a result of prohibition because prohibition was very unpopular. The general culture blamed these these uh, religious people that didn't drink, didn't smoke, you know, didn't dance and were kind of legalistic and didn't want the rest of the country to have fun. That's how they looked at it. And they blamed the Christians who were called fundamentalists at the time. And then if we had time, we could walk down uh, memory lane as far as history is concerned. Uh, But a lot of people started rejecting basic biblical principles. Mm
1: -hmm. It
0: came to fruition in the 60s with the uh, God is dead, uh, anti-Vietnam, all the racial uh, unrest of that era, etc. And in 1962, when I was in elementary school, uh, uh, God was basically cult, uh, canceled from the public schools, right uh, First prayer and then the next year, Bible reading. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we used to stand by our desks and repeat the Lord's prayer before we went to lunch. Wow. and and Bible Bible stories, like when it would rain and we couldn't go out to recess you know sometimes they'd read a book and sometimes they were bible stories believe it or not this was public school. This was
1: public schools this wasn't a private school
0: that's exactly right i went to public i went to uh, public school all 12 years and then went to secular university i went to the university of florida Mm -hmm. and um, i came from a christian home my father was a minister my grandfather was a minister so i never knew anything else right and uh, you know, the 60s were pretty bad. And I actually write about this in God and cancel culture. We tend to forget that. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a revival happened. Uh, it was called the Jesus movement. The it, Jesus it,
1: movement. yeah. It
0: influenced me because I had uh, I was questioning a lot of the stuff I grew up with. Uh, also, the charismatic movement in the Roman Catholic Church. Now, there right. are some Protestants parents were involved who, who in that. Yeah, barely, barely believe that. Uh, Catholics are saved. I believe um, that there are many, many Catholics uh, who who are just traditional Catholics, but there's a lot of Protestants who are like that too. But there are a lot of sure. people who love Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit renewed the gifts in the Catholic Church and millions of people were affected. It yeah. seemed like the country moved a little bit to the right mm-hmm. with Reagan and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, in media, it was getting worse and worse and worse. Right. Even when we look back at the 1950s and 60s, which was a more innocent view of um, of uh, American life. Right. Um, you know, Lucy and. um uh, and Ricky Ricky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, slept slept in twin beds. OK, Mary Tyler, the Dick Van Dyke show, too. Right. Yeah. But you know what? If you think about it, with very few exceptions, um, you did not have a mom and dad now those two shows did have a mom and dad but my three sons was a widower with three sons mm-hmm. uh, andy griffith uh, we don't real we're not real sure where his wife was but aunt That's b right. was the female in the home we could go right it it was like the beginning of a uh, a big change and also the plots in sitcoms was never about what where is god in all this or what now usually you know mm-hmm. it had a little feel good ending You know, somebody was nice to somebody. I mean, that seems wonderful compared to what they do now. But all of this was happening. And then, of course, came the Internet, uh, where pornography and so forth is a click away. Uh, We almost never talk about the church gambling. Uh, no Christians used to gamble. In fact, uh, gambling would be voted down, except in places like Las Vegas. Now, nearly mm-hmm. every state has gambling. I mean, you right. can just I go mean, down the You can the see list. the
1: shift, absolutely.
0: And, and Christians are like, well, you know, I take my kids to church and they're in private school and my friends are all Christians. And listen, I live in that kind of Christian bubble. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, uh, I, I belong to a golf club and I was talking to one of the members and I used an example from uh, Joseph in the Bible. I I don't even remember what it was, but, and I could tell he didn't know what I meant. And I said, do you not know Joseph in the Bible? And he said, no. Oh boy. And I said, do you know anything about the Bible? He said, well, I know it has a black cover. And, uh, you know, he has absolutely, and he's, you know, he's not a whole lot younger than I am. He had absolutely no appreciation uh, for the church or the Bible or anything. Whereas I grew up in all that. Right. Uh, I was probably in school before I even knew anybody who didn't go to church. All my cousins went to church, and so on and so forth. I mean, my experience was Mm -hmm. true of a lot of people. But you know, uh, it's just shifting. And you know what? This is good versus evil. And there's always been people who have blasphemed right who not believe the bible who are critical of christians i mean just watch the westerns um you know they uh lots of whiskey drinking a lot right. of shoot-em-ups in in the uh you know main street right. uh you know there were there were the dance hall girls that came down from upstairs guess what they were doing uh and there were always some funny little religious people that were in in those thrown in right Yeah. But I mean, the Wild West was a very Mm -hmm. ungodly era. We have always had that. But there was an underpinning of things based on Judeo-Christian values. But in the universities, even when I went to the University of Florida, there was the beginning. In fact, I think that God uh, led me to go there because it toughened me up as a Christian a lot of ways. It was foreshadowing. Most of what we see now was on the Mm -hmm. university campus back then it just was not overwhelming and it's time that we stand up and push back we have not totally lost our freedom Well, can can Um, i
1: can i can I, i just i want to read this quote because i think this quote is summing up your book and what we have to to take away from it it's a very powerful quote you did it said we need to understand that what we're dealing with today is far more sinister than liberal versus conservative. We're seeing the emergence of a uniquely American form of communism. Now you actually go on to say that it is, and this is is where I'm going, it is murderous to to biblical values. Murderous to biblical values. Is that the ultimate goal of this cancel culture is to cancel Christianity? And biblical principles?
0: That, absolutely. That's my fear. I try to make okay. that point in the book. That's There's a lot of Americans who would be clueless right. on what we even talked about, but it's a move towards socialism, toward right. communism. Um, you know, I have a chapter called, it's not about cancer culture, it's about communism. Mm-hmm. And China is a, is behind a lot of the things with voter fraud and mm-hmm. some of the other things that we're doing. Uh, the people who do not value christian values uh are trying to get into power and in many places have got into power look at the lefty i call them lefty uh governors that were more than happy to jump on christians uh, in in terms of um you know christians were super spreaders of COVID 19 if church was open but liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries Mm -hmm. weren't uh, right. the big box stores weren't right Small I mean, it's businesses, insane. no, exactly.
1: exactly and you know what
0: here in America we have some rights I'm going to sh- t- share with you an email uh, a text message I got this morning okay. from a pastor in Australia who I have done interviewed before on my podcast
1: in Australia by the way in Australia his it, name it is, is Steve is falling Kokelarki, apart over there yeah and he
0: said he said as of last Friday I can be fined 21,000 australian dollars for showing up at my own church and the church can be fined a hundred and ten thousand dollars for employing anyone who doesn't have the vaccine it's a dictatorship in victoria australia and so i i mean that happened this morning and i'm going to do a podcast with him it's a little tricky doing a podcast with the different time zones but the day after tomorrow because this is so serious and um, Canada, Australia, Incredible. and New Zealand have it much more serious than we do, but we have to push back; otherwise, the other side will take over. And what happens is, I have a lot of examples in God and Cancer culture. Mike Lindell, who did the forward, for example,
1: right? Mike Lindell a friend of ours in many ways. We love Mike. Oh, yeah. he,
0: I do too. You know, big box stores cancel selling my pillow, of course, uh, because of Mike Lindell's. Political views, which is number one, supporting Donald Trump, and number two, calling for election integrity. Correct. Both of those are pretty wonderful things, in my opinion. And right. if we don't have election integrity, it, we're done. It'll be right. whoever can steal the election.
1: I mean, and we've seen uh, this with, with Mike Lindell, right? We've seen it with Amazon, we've
0: seen it with YouTube, Chip. And so what happens is lobby. people say, yeah. Boy, if these people can be canceled, I better be quiet. Uh, they mm. might cancel me. They canceled Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I write about that in the book, and I say if Dr. Seuss is not safe, he's not safe. It was over minor. It was it was Mm -hmm. some of his little cartoon figures seem a little bit uh, stereotypical, uh, and and as people who are super 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 sensitive, in my view but you know, he's an American icon. And so what happens is all these Christian people, or not only Christians, but conservatives who are maybe raised right. in the church and they're really not living it, or at least they uh, value Judeo-Christian values, uh, right. we censor ourselves, which is the most serious censorship of all because the other side doesn't have to censor us. And they're, they're coming at, listen, my own company has been censored. Uh, Facebook would not take an ad for Charisma Magazine that had a picture of my book as a giveaway. Now we did get around it, but their algorithm kicked it out. They because have no of God probi- or cancel culture? What were they? I don't, well, it's not cancel culture. They <laughs> have no. In fact, they have no prohibition against either one. They. It isn't like you say God, and you're canceled or cancel culture. But their algorithm was set to kick it out and Mm -hmm. we had to jump through a bunch of hoops i want to be clear but i mean uh my book uh god trump in the 2020 election which was my impassioned plea to re-elect donald trump saying that the election could be stolen and all kinds of really bad things would happen in america if he lost hey guess what it happened here we are amazon sold tens of thousands of copies but in the four months july august september october leading to the election They bought zero copies. They took off the buy button and they said it wasn't available. Now, after the election, they bought a bunch of copies. You can still buy it. So they didn't cancel it, but they slow walked it. Mm -hmm. They've got their ways. This has happened to a lot of people in a lot of places. And I write about this in the book. You can't really put your finger on it. It's not bad enough to get everybody all upset over your problem. Mm -hmm. But as hands, ministries are having their credit cards. Uh, processing canceled because the company doesn't like their traditional values which basically is just believing the word of god and uh, who would have thought it would come to that and i believe that moms uh, who love jesus who are concerned about america yes um, are a secret weapon they sure uh, are that stand up at this time and i'm glad to talk about it if you want to
1: I do. I want to ask you because, I mean, I I think as moms, we are, we're busy on multiple levels. Some are working, some are teaching. We have a lot on our plate, but, but really the moms know when something is wrong. The moms have, uh, I think God speaks to them in a personal way, um, about their kids, about their families, about their future. What can moms do to save their country at this point and protect their kids, their nest? I mean, we're, a lot of us are, are fearful, we're concerned. Um, we don't know what to do. Um, a lot of our moms are going to the school boards. A lot of our moms are running for office. A lot of our moms take their, took their kids out of the government school and are homeschooling them. So a lot of our moms are very active, but a lot of other moms are either, um, almost can be crippled with anxiety. I was with a mom the other day and she's like, I am so afraid of what is coming. What would you say to them, Steven?
0: Well, let's talk through this. First of all, down here in Florida, we have black bears. I know you didn't know that, but we do. Uh, we have a lot of swamps and they live in the swamps. And there's something about a mama bear. Mm-hmm. She looks out after her cubs. In fact, the, bla- the Florida black bears are not real dangerous like the grizzlies are, and they're not nearly as big. Um, and they tell us <laughs> They say be bear aware down here in Florida, but we know that you do not want to get between the mama bear and her cubs. cubs. That's right. So there's something innate that God Mm -hmm. puts in the heart of mothers to defend their kids. And So 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 just think of yourself as a mama bear. They don't cause a whole lot of trouble unless her kids are being attacked. Right. And I'll tell you, that in the sixties and seventies, when I was coming up, a lot of this stuff, as I already explained was in the offing some of the, but we never thought who would have thought we'd get to gender, uh, fluidity. I right. mean, we didn't even have the capability to think of such a thing, right? You know, there's been homosexuality going back to the book of, of Genesis. Um, it, it, you know, for most of the history, it was always in the closet. They even use that term. Now, right. the homosexuals are out of the closet, and those who believe the word of God are in the closet. Think about it. Right. You kind of hide switched. it. Exactly. Now, let's talk about something else. Uh, our country is very racially divided, and racism is the great sin of America, uh, going all the way back, of course, to slavery. It's Absolutely. a blight. But... If there, um, you know, there are people who have radical positions having to do with critical race theory and so forth. For a white person to speak up against it, they're pretty easily put down. The ones who can speak to it are God-fearing conservative black people who can articulate True. it, and people actually listen to them. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. Now let's move into the broader c- culture. With not only cancel culture, I'm, I use cancel culture as kind of a uh, an overarching term to, re, you know, canceling uh, things about health with COVID nineteen. If you don't right. Medical say freedom, the right no. thing about right. the vaccines or whatever, you can be canceled seriously. If you say anything about voter fraud, you can be canceled. Right. We can we can go right down the line. Right. I could have called the book God and Wokeism um, or something like that. But I decided cancel culture It's much more serious than that. It's just mm-hmm. that if you stand up, you'll be canceled. Now, the subtitle is stand strong before it's too late. Right. Moms can go into school boards.
1: Yes. And
0: complain in yes. Virginia. We just saw it in Loudoun County.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A those are some of our moms. Pretending yes.
0: to be a girl was in a girl's bathroom and raped a girl. Yes. The school board tried to c- cover Covered it up. It up. They Mm -hmm. lied about it. It actually happened in two different occasions. Uh, Thankfully, uh, Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire exposed it. But you know what? It was parents going to the school board. Yes, it was. But you know what? The father went, he was very emotional. He was of the little girl that was uh, raped. He was very emotional. They arrested him for disorderly conduct. But you know, and I think it's, maybe that's all settled down now. I haven't read about it in a day or two. But my point is moms can go and show this is being taught, you know, read this. This is being mm-hmm. taught uh, in our schools. Right. And it's, it's critical race theory. It's transgenderism. I mean, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it is child abuse to it confuse is. a kindergartner or one first grader or even up to a 13 or 15 year old are they a boy or are they a girl? Right. And, you know, our, of course you and I and other Christians don't a- approve of that, but if somebody is an adult, they can make their own decision. They make their decision to serve Christ or not serve Christ. And there's, you know, sin is sin and there's lots of sins that will right. separate you from God. Right. It's not like some are worse than others, but Correct. it's child abuse. To put that on a a young child and, you know, in my book, I write about a secular liberal writer who was concerned about young teenage girls. There's like an epidemic of girls thinking they want to be boys over the years. It's always been I mean, it's fairly small numbers, but it's always been boys being confused about themselves. Girls didn't. But we also know that teenage girls, not all, but a very small percentage will be, do they call it bulimia? Um, you, mm, you know, either right. where they eat too much or they want to vomit right. and be real thin. Right. You know, it's something that most girls will work through, but but one girl will get it and it affects other girls and it becomes like groupthink. And this lady was saying that the transgenderism is this um, this year's version of that, that these girls need to be counseled. I think she wrote it, uh, you know, from kind of an academic point of view, she was canceled. Her book was sure. canceled, and right. as she and she identifies as as a liberal, right? But just the fact that she asked the question put her in yeah. harm's way. You as can't far ask as any Right? You can't ask any questions. Uh,
1: what <laughs> What can we do though, Stephen? I, I want you to talk to the moms just here, and I, I know we're going to the school, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you end your book. That there is hope, that we have to be believing and praying for the great awakening, that we have to be a part of the solution, that when mamas get on their knees and pray for their families and pray for their country, God listens. It, we don't know what He's doing, how He's doing it, and what timeline, but we have to feel hope in our heart because we all have to get up the next day, right? We know that God is in control. We know that He has a plan
0: because of His word. Yes. And the word of God says all things work together for good. Good to those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And in Nero's Rome, in Hitler's Germany, um, in the middle of the Civil War, uh, Christians had to believe God's word, that all things work together for good.
1: Not easy Uh, to to understand. But we have to believe
0: it, and prayer does change things. It's just hard to prove. I mean, how do you prove that a mom um, (laughs) on... october 18th prayed and then something happened but you know what there's proof that dunkirk which was kind of the turning point in world war ii for britain uh in fact winston churchill called the whole nation to prayer and there was that great flotilla remember that went over to france mm. and brought like 150 000 british soldiers back they would have all been killed by the germans right and uh britain would have not been able to have uh you know, continued to fight. It was an answer to prayer. Now, do secular historians um, say that? Not necessarily. And Christian historians are often not, pay- nobody pays much attention to them. But watch that great movie on <laughs> Churchill. Uh, oh, And yes. you can see it with your own eyes. But even the movie makers play down the part on prayer because the secular mind does not understand things of the spirit but your moms who listen to this podcast who watch yes. your videos can pray and we yes. can push back even on the, all this nonsense about masks you know it's like a mask will keep you from getting COVID. no it won't you don't get COVID by not being around somebody with COVID. the people who are sick need to self-quarantine this is the only pandemic in history where the healthy were quarantined Right. And there are doctors who say a uh, doctor, Stella Manuel, whose book um, I published, uh, who has b- really been canceled. And she's part right. of the book. I, canceled I saw her, her in your book. Yes, um, she says that that in terms of keeping out these little tiny virus germs is the equivalent of keeping out mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Now, not being a scientist, I can't say that's true, <laughs> but it seems to make sense. And yes, if you're around somebody who's coughing and sneezing with COVID, maybe it helps a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like you wear the mask and you don't get the vaccine. You can push back on the vaccine. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people dying because of the vaccine. And, and like it's like, uh, there are certain people who don't seem to care. I've been to two weddings where a bunch of the people got COVID. I actually had the virus last December, I had a very mild case. Now I have the antibodies. I didn't get sick. But the people who got sick had been vaccinated. Listen, as a kid, I I took the polio vaccine to Uh not get polio. Isn't taking a vaccine, the idea of not getting the vaccine? Not doing three boosters to maybe? That's right. And there's all kinds of people who are much smarter than I am and know the medicine who think that that we're over-vaccinated in too many ways and that it causes autism and all kinds of things. But now the they're thing saying
1: is The reason is we just don't know. We don't
0: know. We don't know. Don't too know right but there. there's a lot of nonsense, and, and mothers can push back if their little children have to wear a mask. Listen, breathing carbon monoxide, uh, carbon dioxide, did I get it right? <laughs> carbon monoxide is when you right, breathing have that the car all day. going in the garage. And, yeah. And, some people kill themselves that way the carbon dioxide that you breathe out it's not healthy to keep breathing it back in you need a little bit of fresh air and um, i hate wearing the mask on airplanes it's the only time that i personally have to wear a mask but we can push back i don't think it's healthy for little kids who uh you know the death rate among children well first of all the infection rate among children is very 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 small and the death rate is even smaller We've got to keep these things in perspective. Moms can keep up with what's going on. Dr. McCollup, Dr. Stella Emanuel. There's lots of places people can get more information. Don't take my word. Do your own research and speak up. Even if it's to a neighbor, to yes. a work, uh, in the workplace, at the schools. It doesn't have to just be in a in a, a difficult school board setting. Right. But if it's necessary, mom, they'll listen to moms. Right. Everybody everybody loves their mom right. and uh, and they respect mom's want moms. the best
1: right moms want the best for their kids they want to Absolutely. They want a good education they want a safe community they want to be able to parent them they they want to send them to school for the academics, not for any kind of ideology. But I just want to make sure that everyone does know where to get your book. Look, it—I've got it here, like you do. See how nice we match? Well, thank where can you we, very much. Where can we get your book? Because I well, think moms will love this book. It's very insightful. There's great stories. It's very challenging, um, and it's very empowering because well, moms you. are the ones that are going to help change this country. We say to everybody. Um, Moms from America, we love the men. We love the dads. We, we, we believe that men are a gift. But the mamas have a special gift. They see things differently, and they are going to change America for good. Tell Absolutely. us about your book again. Where do we get it at?
0: Well, I bought one at Barnes & Noble on Saturday. It was kind of <laughs> fun buying my own book and, of course, on Amazon. But my I have a website called yeah. stevestrangbooks.com. It's my name, Steve Strang Books with an S. All as if it's one word. And if you buy there, you get a signed copy. A lot of people like to have a copy signed by the author. And nice. um, it, but really, anywhere you can get the book, it's also available in audio. I'm listening to it. My, I'm listening to myself read my own book. It's <laughs> the engineers did a great job. It's not that easy <laughs> reading, but they made me sound great. And of course, is you can it, get it is on it, Kindle. Is it well.
1: weird for you? Is it weird?
0: Yeah, it is. Kind of I'm actually a publisher. You know, I, as you said, I published Charisma Magazine. I published over 2,000 books. Uh, the Harbinger by Rabbi Khan is our biggest book ever, over wow. 2 million copies. But I just felt that something needed to be said. And Thank so you. this is my way to try to uh, warn people. And I believe that God is doing something. If, yes. you know, we could talk about this a long time, but separating the wheat from the chaff uh, the ones that are really, I'm very, very concerned how many uh, Christian evangelicals are going woke, right. uh, but that's a discussion for another day.
1: That is another day because it is happening in the church. It is happening in your community. I mean, the cancel culture the attack is everywhere. This is why as moms, we need to be educated, empowered, prayed up and knowing what's happening because it's affecting us at all levels. All right, Stephen, thank you. God bless you guys and all of your efforts over there. I mean, you guys are warriors. I I so appreciate you stopping by talking to our moms.
0: I'm so glad and thank you for what you do. It is so important and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, God has raised you up for such a time as this, just like Esther.
1: Amen. Well, moms, you heard a, a great podcast here today. I hope that you can go ahead and share this with your friends.